you're listening to season four of This Nazarene Life, stories of young Nazarene clergy and their role models. This episode is sponsored by the Creation Care Summit, a grassroots gathering of Nazarenes. Join us in Flint, Michigan this October as we dream about what a creation care movement in the Church of the Nazarene could look like. There's more details over at creationcaresummit.eventbrite.com. Today on the podcast, we're hearing from Moises Amador, the pastor of Nuevo Horizonte in Bakersfield, California. As always, thanks for all you do for young clergy, and thanks for tuning in. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm Britt Bullerjack, and I'm here with my guest, Moises Amador. He is the pastor of Nuevo Horizonte in Bakersfield, California. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for uh, inviting me. And it's a privilege for me to be part of this uh, great uh, thing that is going on. Oh, yes. well, so excited to have you. So the, the first question I ask everybody is, how did you end up in the Church of the Nazarene? Okay, so I ended the Church of the Nazarene because my wife. Mm. <laughs> so I met her in Honduras. I am from Honduras. Mm -hmm. And uh, she was there as a missionary. And um, so she was looking for a good guy. So there you Aww. go. <laughs> so she, uh, well, we started being friends and then we got married. And then uh, with the time, we decided to move to, to the States. And um, uh, so she was attending uh, to the Nazarene Church. She grew up in the Nazarene Church, mm. and um, so at the time, I mean, I started uh, attending too to the Nazarene Church. So I been with the Nazarene Church. I will say probably like close to fifteen years already. Oh wow! Um, I was part of uh, uh, before I before that actually I was going to the Baptist Church, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. then I become Nazarene, and then my wife said, "Now you're safe." <laughs> <laughs> so. But um, well, um, I'm very uh, I'm very excited, and I really love to be part of the Nazarene Church now, and mm -hmm. um, I've been growing and um, spiritually actually uh, more. And so that's how I ended with the Nazarene Church. And uh, but one of the things that I love it too was that when I started attending to that Nazarene Church, the people was very welcoming, very mm -hmm. welcoming, and I, I was very surprised because. Um, as a Latino, uh, I was going to a, a, a white church. So mm. my, my expectations were going to be like, they were like different. So when I started going uh, to the National Church, so I feel very welcoming and I start like being part of the, um, uh, the, the worship band because I play saxophone too. So, um, so yeah, so I, I feel like that was a good fit for me. And I told my wife, yeah, sure. I'll, 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 I'll stay here. <laughs> That's great. Yes. Well, we're glad to have you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm very excited. So I'm, I've been growing a lot in my spiritual life also. And, uh, um, and also to finish my, um, seminary classes too with the Nazarene church. And, um, yeah, I, I feel very confident to, to be part of, uh, uh, this denomination. So mm. I'm very grateful. That's great. That's great. Um, so tell me about your call to ministry. How did you end up wanting to be a pastor? I guess it's been since I was younger, like very young, since I was like uh, working with youth. Uh, I was, what, um, 18 years old, I guess. And uh, I started working with youth and uh, uh, I did feel that calling. And I remember the, the pastor in Honduras invited me once. Actually, I grew up with a North American pastor. So he invited me. So he was very into mentoring. So he invited me to, to preach one at church. Mm. And I, will, I remember that was like, oh, man. But he guided me, though. He gave me some lines to, to, to work on it. And uh, at the end, I mean, I feel like I did good for my first time. Yeah. So that was kind of like uh, uh, the feeling, the sense of uh, calling. And then through a lot of different things in my life, you know, I when I was actually in my 14, when I was 14 years old, I, 
I was like doubting about a lot of things in my life and my faith. Mm. I grew up very poor and, uh, uh, but I feel, I, I feel we're really, uh, related with Timothy and the Bible because, um, my grandma and my mom were the very, uh, my mentors in faith and encouraging me all the time. And, uh, I, I have that sense that something, uh, more in my life but at the same time, I have the sense of, uh, where's God in my life too. Mm. So with the time I started like, uh, trying to give the opportunity. I, w- I was saying that <laughs> to give the opportunity to God to, okay, I'll believe in and I'll see what you have for me. And uh, with the time, yeah, God really was working in my life through a lot of situations that I was going through as a teenager. Uh, and then uh, with the time, I, I, I started actually studying in the seminary just to say, I, I really want to be a, a good believer, not because mm-hmm. I want to be a pastor. So that's kind of that was kind of my excuse saying all the time, uh, but really, Moises, that's not really God is calling you to something else. And then I remember my pastor came to me and said, "I think God is calling you to something else. Be careful." I said, "Oh man, oh yeah, He's coming with that, you know, sweet talk and telling me, yeah, you're gonna be a pastor and this and that." But I was running away. I feel like I was running away from it. And then, uh, but I feel like a God always, is, always has a plan and a purpose to prepare you. And, um, uh, and then I finished college uh, and I got married with Carrie, my wife. And um, the thing is that we moved to the States, but life uh, was different here because um, this was not my promised land. <laughs> mm. And uh, it was completely different. I need to start in learning a new language culture, church, a lot of things I had to depend on my wife. So God was working and all this time for in my life. And I started working for my father-in-law and, and it was a completely different job. So <laughs> I used to work in an office where I used to have somebody who drive me everywhere. <laughs> mm. And uh, and now I come to the States and now I need to work in, in a different environment. But uh, I think that's what's preparing me because my character and my personality were not humble mm. and enough I'll say and I still not humble enough I will say that I want to be realistic mm. but um he was preparing me to that calling yeah. so it passed like probably I will say like uh, maybe what five four years uh, uh God was preparing me and uh, but the hard time came when when my mom passed away mm. and I did feel like uh, that was a push. But at the same time, I mean, I realized that my faith was more based in a relationship with somebody, with my mm. mom and not with God. Yeah. And I'm being blessed to have my wife because she confronted me and said, my Sergio, I feel like your, your faith is more, is more based in your mom and uh, in your relationship with God. And that was like a, wow, like a slap in my face. But I really need that reality in my life. Yeah. And then with the time, so we moved to Bakerfield because we used to, before that, uh, we were in Orderville, uh, Orderville, mm. North uh, Sacramento. So we moved here. My wife started working for Point Loma uh, as uh, she was the coordinator of the uh, credential department mm. here in Point Loma. And... Um, um, and then uh, we were attending to a uh, North American church here. And, um, but we were feeling the time that it was time to move to a Latino church. We feel like uh, I don't have nothing against to big churches, uh, but we feel like uh, we were feeling more like a number. Mm. And, I, and, and for me, it was not that because I've always been involved in church. And I feel like uh, the Hispanic community was in need of something. And they didn't know why. But at the time, so we were trying to find a church. And finally, we find one. I called the pastor, but he never answered me. <laughs> so and then uh, we tried to figure out to where the church was located. So, so we went with my wife. And, and, and I have two kids. Um, and um, so we went there. We liked the church. And. So the, I don't say the weird thing or the funny thing, but I don't know, 
uh, was strange that the day when I got there, the pastor came to me and said, Moises, uh, well, he didn't know my name, but then he called me by my name, right? Mm. So uh, that day, the, the person who was working with the youth left the church. And then he started asking me, hey, uh, uh, what, what, do you, what do you usually do at church? Well, you know, I work with youth. What? So the same day that he le she left, um, the pastor say, and what else do you do? Well, you know, I've been with the National Church, and oh, wow, you know, we really need somebody that can help us with youth and say, mm. oh, well, sure. <laughs> I was so excited. I feel like, uh, okay. But at the time, I didn't feel that uh, sense of, okay, Moise, I've been preparing you, and, and I have something for you, you know. I said, okay, yeah, I'm going to be helping with that. So my mind was mostly in, I want to have business maybe one day, and uh and uh, I love photography. So, uh, and I say maybe one day I can build, you know, something big in photography and be mm. out there. And I was investing my time in a lot of things and at that time in photography. And, but at the same time, I was feeling that was pulling me away from, from God and my family, a lot of things. So, so I started doing youth uh, uh, with, the, with the Nuevo Horizonte. And then uh, two years later, the pastor uh, moves to uh, to another state. Oh wow! And then I start like uh, I was part of the board uh, 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 at that time, so we were talking and we were trying to find a pastor. Yeah. So uh, so in some time, I took over in preaching, and I started preaching, and uh, and uh, so I continue. So so we continue looking at the same time, but we got to the point where uh the the board say well well we we don't need i, I don't feel like we need to uh, look for a new pastor we have you here mm. so it was like a like a bomb for me you know like explosion in my mind mm. but the the point i feel like the confirmation from my calling and and to knew is that my wife say yeah my sister's always been wanting that but I never really realized i never really realized how she was looking at me in that way because I really never express her like, yeah, this is all what I want. I want to be a pastor, mm. you know, but, and then uh, she confirmed that and said, and that was like, a, yeah, like that splash, that momentum where you feel like, you know, so for me say, okay, I'll do it. So, uh, and then uh, since that time, I mean, uh, I've been, it's been a bumpy road because uh, this is my first church. Mm. <laughs> And um, and I and I know I, I have a lot to learn, and I will say my church loves me because it supports <laughs> me in a lot of things. That's great. But it's been a blessing. I will say it's a blessing and also a confirmation. Mm -hmm. And I see it every. I will I will say I will see it every day through uh, all the circumstances that I see in and and my life and also in the church life. And just to see new believers come in and the growing, you know, uh, how the church is growing healthy. Mm. Uh, and um, I'll say that is a that is a, a confirmation of my calling. Yeah. So that's how I that's how I became a pastor. So and then after that, so I decided to continue my studies uh, with the Nazarene Church. So I finished that. And now uh, next year, 2020. Uh, my goal is to be ordained uh, with the Nazarene Church, so I'm very, very excited. But at the same time, I, I still feel that I need to learn more, and I, I still I want to study. Maybe one day I want to get a master, and uh, I'm very, I, I feel like uh, um, we never stop learning. I think. Oh, yeah. Uh, there were, it is always something that you can learn from a kid, mm. adult. I mean, I'm open to learn from everybody. So, yes. Yeah. So that's how... I ended to be a pastor. That's great. Thanks. And I, yeah, and I, I'm excited for you to be ordained next year. I think that's really cool. Thank um, you. So how long have you been the pastor there? So I've been the pastor there for five years already. Five years. Okay. So um, tell me about the, the journey of that. What, what was difficult at the beginning or, or what was exciting about it or you know what were those first few months like i i feel like uh 
as what like um new pastors or humans i'll say <laughs> we have as we have expectations you know yeah always and uh, in the sense that everything is gonna be great or okay and it is mm. wonderful i will say that church is supernatural i mm. like that it's supernatural and divine too because uh Um, I mean, you see miracles, you see things that you never expect. But in the beginning, I mean, I have my expectations because I I was used to work with youth, you know, mm. and they're very um, flexible. They're very sure. open mm. and actually coming from a different culture, you know, uh, I say, well, they're Latinos. I, I understand them. Actually, mm. I would understand, you know, better the youth. You know, and um, but, you know, it was so weird. I, I feel like, a, man, there were times actually I realized that actually my my second year, I realized that, oh, no, I, I don't know if they want to continue doing that. It's so hard mm. to work with adults. Yeah. I'd rather to work with youth, you know, more <laughs> flexible, open and willing to do things. Mm. So they, they, they were, you know, they were, there's, there's been times they're like, it's, it's hard. They're actually, I, I remember I think it was my second or third year that I wrote my my resign. Uh, mm. I was going to resign and say no more. That's it, mm. because I was so frustrated just to see how um, sometimes you know uh, people want to uh, stop um, and to be open to a new uh, to new things, you know. And we are used to to do the same things over and over and over and over, and when we don't realize that. God is uh, that is the God of new things, and uh, His mercy is new every day, right? Mm. So, and sometimes we feel like I wanted to do the same things over and over, and because we used to do it this way, we got to continue doing it that way, and 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 it works. Yeah. So, some of the frustration is that as a new pastor and probably being young, um, probably were thinking that I have a lot of experience. The mm. comments that sometimes they were coming to me. And, and the way that they were saying, well, you know, you, you're too young. Probably you don't really understand that. And mm. you, uh, you cannot give any advice. So I, it was a time that I was um, listening to this pastor in English. And he was talking about, um, it, it doesn't matter if you're young and old, you know, but if you still like talking and using the word of God to, to advise others, I mean, it's the same, you know, yeah. and it doesn't change. And it can touch and speak to every heart, you know, every age, every culture, every language. Mm. So when and that got into my mind, say, what? Next time somebody comes to me, I'll I'll say that. Yeah. And you know what? It was a time. So I use it. It was this uh, very. Uh, actually, now we are very good friends with this older couple. Oh. And they really respect me and they understand now. Actually, they called me and I was very surprised because she called me the other day to ask me for an advice. Oh. I'm telling you, she's 81 years old. Wow. So, and, uh, so in the beginning, she was telling me, hey, uh, what can you really tell me? You know, so I know personally from my experience, probably I can't, but uh, probably I can tell you something from the Bible, mm. you know, and, uh, and, and I think that will help you. So and it's, those were kind of the struggles that I used to have because there was a lot of older people there mm. and I was young yeah. and the new mentality that was coming and, and trying to uh, inject uh, a new vision to mm. uh, new things into the church. Mm -hmm. But with the time people, and, and, and I, to be honest, I still have some struggles, you know, with people sure. and, and the older people, you know. Um, we are having a new generation coming, like young adults and, and all these uh, mm. millennials. And, but they're open, you know, they're very open. And now with a new vision that we're trying to, uh, to do with a new pastor, with an English pastor. So we're really trying to be one church, mm. uh, Spanish and English. And, it's, it, it, and I know it's going to be some struggle because there's a lot of people that are used to do the same things. Mm. But the church has been growing. Uh, when I started, we started with maybe like 75 people and now mm. we are like 100 and 
60, 170 people in our congregation. So it's been growing and God has been blessing us with not just people that's coming from other churches. And I don't, I don't have nothing against that, mm. but people with, uh, with uh, new believers. And that's amazing. I love, I'm so, I'm so grateful for that. But one of the struggles I feel like I was that and uh, trying to bring the, um, I knew new expectations and new things to the congregation. Mm. Um, so another thing is, is that I was um, strongly with, I will say with, uh, with my past because um, uh, I felt at that time I was feeling a, bit, a little bit uh, that I can't control. Mm. I think that's one of my issues, but I will say that's one of my strengths too. Mm. Um, so I was feeling that I wanted to control everything and I was not letting other people to be involved and to be part and for them to have the sense of they belong to, to that. So, and God talks to you in different ways, right? Yeah. So, um, we, we had this, uh, we had a, uh, Thursday, we have every Thursday we have a service, mm. we have our Bible study and, uh, but at what time we have only two people come in? Oh, maybe what time just one and me say, wow, mm. what's going on here? Yeah. And I mean, it, it was always kind of like that. I mean, 10 people, 15 was the most probably. Mm. And, um, but the thing is that I, I was saying, probably we don't need to do this anymore. Mm. But the thing is that because I was trying to do myself as a pastor, I was trying to, um, to put my ideas and not really let God to take control in my life, and uh, so I was trying to uh, say, well, we're going we're gonna to probably cancel this Bible study. It's, nobody's coming. And, and, um, and I feel like, uh, yeah, we don't going to do it anymore. Yeah. So that day, that Thursday, we had a family coming. And uh, a family of four. Mm. It was a new family. And for me, it was like a slap in my face. And God telling me, Moises, it's, no, it's not about you. Mm. Church is not defined by numbers. Yeah. Just do it. And um, it don't take control. Just let me take control of that. Mm. And I was so embarrassed and, and, and sad. So when I was driving away and um, coming home, uh, right at the corner in our, in our, in our camp, campus and in we have this uh, sign that the church, the English church uses, soul food. Mm. And um, so they gather, they used to gather every, every Sunday. So that, uh, that was an idea for me. Latinos would like to eat. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, you know, God was speaking to me there, you know, and saying, well, he says, let me have the control. Mm. You know, so I was strong because my past, I used to control people. I used to be in charge of a lot of things and, so, and I, and, and I realized that I need to be humble. So I was stronger with myself too. And then I said, okay. So we decided to do our own soul food, you know, and, and Latinos like to eat. So the first time we did it, we had about like 40 people coming. So wow, it was a blessing. So mm. now uh, I start changing. So I realized that the church needed a lot of relationship, like yeah. building. And uh, my wife has this, uh, says, well, he says, it is hard to grow spiritually with somebody that you don't really have a relationship. Mm. And, uh, and I agree with that. I, I feel like, uh, I mean, that's what Jesus did with the disciples, right? So he built a relationship. Uh, but then, and I mean, start growing. And, uh, and I felt it too, you know. And uh, so and then we decide, okay, so we need to start doing this. So we start doing that every first Thursday, you mm. know, and um, things start changing. And now our service looks different. So mm. we have about like 60, 55, 55 people coming every to the Bible study, mm. a Bible study where, I mean, we're getting to the Bible and so then people, I mean, come tired. But um, so I think that was one of my issues too. Uh, mm. I feel like I was trying to control everything and I still yeah. working myself. And now letting people or leaders, uh, leadership to take control of mm -hmm. some things, you know, and let them to, to use their talents and, and things. So that's one of my struggles too. And, um, and I, I mean, there were so many other things, you know, like 
like uh, I was feeling like I was not capable and uh, I was feeling like uh, I need to know everything because the um, the problem of uh, because I was dealing with a lot of adults mm. and I feel like I need to know everything and have an answer for everything mm. so in the same time I had to be um, vulnerable yeah and to the point to the point to let um, everybody to 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 hit me and that way I can learn from them too mm. and, and I feel like that helped me a lot to be more open to everybody and to to listen to them and and to and to maybe to get some of those ideas mm. and so that was new you know because I feel like I was trying to do church as youth mm. and and because I didn't have much experience I didn't have much uh, school, I will say, as many other that they've been in the seminary full there, you know. So it, it has been like a bumpy road for me where mm. all those hits been shaping me. And, and, and I feel like I still have to learn a lot, you know. And, uh, but I, at the same time, you know, uh, all the things is that I was very unsure too because I grew up like that. That's what I was mm. saying that my past was affecting me mm. because I grew up in a family where my mom was going to church, my dad not. So my autoesteem was very low and I always, and, and I felt like I probably that's what I was trying to have the control all the time. So, and I, and that's why I feel, you know, sometimes your past can affect your ministry and, and, and in a way that if you're not really, uh, if you don't fix that, before into before you know to get into ministry sometimes you know you will struggle you know yeah. and and that will be affecting you yeah. so um so yeah that that's those are kind of one of the things that have been um and, and the other thing is i will say that in our culture in our latino churches the subculture we have and uh education uh mm -hmm. because a lot of the people that we come in our congregations i mean they come from the um you know, uh, they immigrate, but some actually some of them, they don't know how to read, how to write. Mm. So you still have to struggle. It's like uh, you need to teach. And uh, the language, that was the other thing, the language, uh, the way you, you present the message, you have to present it in a way that everybody can understand. Mm. And, and technical words sometimes, you know, theology, all those words. Sometimes people say, huh? We don't really understand. What are you talking about? Yeah. So... So uh, that was kind of one of the struggles. So, and we still, you know, so we are working actually uh, trying to teach our congregation a lot of things. And we're trying to help them, not just spiritually, but in other areas too. Um, so I will say it's just kind of the struggle. And I still like, I will say we're still struggling on that. As a pastor, we're still struggling and trying to find the best way to help them with this new mentality they're getting here in this country mm. because their faith sometimes is based more in what they have and they feel so powerful uh, that I don't need God. Mm. So, um, so yeah, sometimes my message is actually, I work my message around all those thoughts and, and the way that I can help them to, to see that is, not just that, it's God who's been helping them. So, yeah. That's great. Talk to me about the the most um, beautiful and exciting parts of those early years and that transition. What was what was fueling you during that time? I will say the uh, what I was seeing myself as a pastor and mm. the church. Yeah. And I feel like... I still in love with the church. No, uh, that's my prayer every day. Mm. Um, to forget to refresh my heart and my mind, you know, to you don't lose that passion and that love for the people that I know that love me too. Mm. So, but the first years, I will say the, you know, the excitement of my connection with God. Yeah. I feel like uh, that's very powerful prayer, and and I we still intentional, and I still intentional as a pastor and also as a church, 
which is something that we didn't used to do before. But now we do every Saturday. Mm. We come and pray, and uh, we pray from 8 to 10, and uh, we've been seeing a lot of powerful things in our congregation. Mm. So, but in the beginning, I mean, I will say, I don't want to take the whole credit in my ministry, but I will say my wife has been part of a, like, she's my... That the shoulder that I can come and 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 you know and share and she pushed me and mm. she's very disciplined and um, of course she's white <laughs> she's very organized <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's great I, I I really want I really need to say that why because I will say it's a beautiful thing in the mix you know of. And, and that's the other thing that has been helping me in my ministry. I got to tell you that mm. because I can understand the mentality of our youth and our young adults, college students, because they're Latinos, but at the same time, they're growing in this country. Mm, mm. Sorry, I'm trying to, I'm flipping the whole thing, but that's I great. just kind of want to share that. But yeah, my wife has been helping me because she has been open this and a different window that I didn't see before, you know, yeah. and, and taking me in into, and into this culture, you know, and showing me and, and, and teaching me. Mm. So, so yeah. Uh, so that's something beautiful and refreshing for me, you know, just to see how she's been helping me too. So I will say my wife has been one of those things that have been helping me to refresh my mentality and, a lot of things in my messages too. Um, and, uh, but in the beginning, I will say, uh, I mean, how the church, you know, uh, uh, opened their hearts. And I feel like I was still there in, mm. in that, you know, in that momentum. I, we are being intentional every, I try to be intentional every, I will say, no, my first years. But I want to say this, uh, I don't know how it's going to sound, but I try to keep it real. But at the same time, I try to be intentional every single uh, time that I have the opportunity to share with the church to bring, uh, to let God use me, of course, the spirit of God too. But at the same time, to be honest with them and to be um, fresh with them, no matter if he, uh, maybe I've been struggling during the week, but uh I come to them. I try to come with the same intentionality to lift them, then and to to love them. Mm. So that's something that has been helping me a lot in learning. I from my old pastor that I grew up. You know, he always was very intentional uh, in the way that to encourage people and to to make them feel their value important and. Um, mm. uh, so those things have been helping me and in, in, in my life as a pastor and the beginning too. And um, I will say our vision uh, uh, is because my vision has always been the vision of God. I will say that in what way help me. Uh, I don't have problem to talk to people. Mm. I can't talk to anybody and I can't, uh, I can't share the word with everybody, no matter mm. you know, no matter who it is, you know. But uh, um, I feel like that's something that's been helping me just to realize how much God loves me, mm. and 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 the background uh, from what I'm coming from, and and that love is is so amazing that reach me every day mm. and and that's one that was one of the things actually to was keeping me you know fresh and and those first uh years you know just to see how many people need god mm-hmm. and i still i wish i could be with the same that strong as before you know i, mm. I feel like at some time priorities change sometimes with ministry yeah but um but yeah i mean that vision you know to love people uh, I love to help, you know, people and I like to, uh, I wish I could be outside more and, mm. and, and to be involved with people around and, and to see those necessities. Mm. Um, 
those are one of the things, but uh, one of the things that uh, is still keeping me in my first years, I know there have been five, <laughs> but uh, it's just to see the new believers, you mm. know, and it's amazing how God changed somebody from one to hundred and something, mm. you know, it's like, oh my, it's, it's great. I mean, I'm very passionate about that. And um, mm. Uh, we we have this couple that they they were like struggling and actually didn't believe he was like at that time I mean he was like atheist like no none about he didn't want none about God mm. and um, somebody from our church introduced me to him and uh, so we were praying I'm telling you we were praying for two years for this this guy and um, so we met and he has a lot of expectations he has a lot of uh, boundaries and in a way that he didn't want to talk to me. But he was struggling. His marriage he was going to split with um, his wife. And uh, so he got to the point he called me uh, at, the, at the beginning of this year. And we were having a capital conference. That's something that we do every three or four months in our congregations mm. to encourage our couples in marriage. So, so he calls me and he says, Pastor, I need help. I say, sure, let's, let's meet up and we can talk. And I was very surprised. So... He came very humble and said, until you don't give, you know, until you don't take the opportunity that God is giving you to love you and to form you and to shape you, mm. this will continue probably the same, you know. Mm. And um, so he said, I'll give a shot. I'll try. So, okay. But you need to start. So he started coming on every, um, uh, he started coming to Sunday school. Mm. And uh, and then he started coming to our service by himself. Mm. So I told him, you know what? Your wife, maybe she wants to see something that you're changing and you're being real and you are uh, really, you know, making steps to change. Mm. So the great thing is to make the story short, uh, uh, his wife started coming. Not just his wife, but he, uh, also his kids. Mm. So we had a vigil, like a time of prayer from uh, 6 to 12. Mm. So he decided to give his testimony. We said, mm. I don't, don't want to give my testimony. I want my kids to give the testimony. Wow. And, uh, and the kids wrote a letter to him, you know, what they've been seeing and all the change. Mm. So he was reading all those letters, you know, and also from his kids and his wife. Mm. And that was amazing. So what's something that is what's keeping me refreshing is keeping me refreshing, I will say, in my ministry. I was not say not just my first years, but it's always been is um, is that just to see the change of people, you know, and just to see how God works in somebody and they change their mentality and they become so like humble and, and loving God and loving mm-hmm. others, you know. So I will say that is something that has been keeping me fresh in my uh ministry and my first years too uh i still in that i still in those years i don't know it's the struggle is still there um but uh but at the same time i love the struggle yeah and i think that's my first year i feel like at the same time is like that was kind of an addiction for me because Mm. i felt like uh that was shaping me Mm. so i changed my mode to say okay struggle it's fine yeah. Because it's going to make me stronger. It's going to make me good. And um, it's going to make me better. Mm. So I will say uh, those things that they were helping me and I will say keeping me fresh. Because I was trying to, to find a way to conquer those times in my ministry. My first two and three years, you know. Uh, and then... Uh, and then finally decide to surrender completely. I'll say my, my third year, I decided to completely surrender everything to God in my ministry. And then I saw that like at this curve change, you know, in our congregation completely and still changing. I mean, mm. I mean, it, go, it goes up and down, you know, as every church. Yeah. But I feel like uh, it would go down because uh, I, I feel like something got permitted that to, to see where is the next next uh, level that he wants us to to be as a church, mm. and uh, so I see it something I see it more like a, a positive thing, mm. 
and, and our ministry. So, yeah. I love that. Um, tell me some more stories. What, what has God been doing there lately? What, what has been happening around you as you pastor? Well, um, I will say one of the, the strongest thing we have in our congregation is our couples, mm. couple, the marriage couples, because, uh, the, the, the amazing thing is sometimes uh, we do this. Uh, sometimes we try to do it intentionally for our congregation. But sometimes our couples don't come. Mm. They don't really come. Actually, we ended having like 60, 70, mm. 80 couples wow. coming. And, um, uh, and mostly they're from outside, from our, our congregation. Mm. And that has been like a, a blessing to us because we are... Uh, helping, uh, I will say in some way, the community, you know, people who's around us. Yeah. So um, that's something uh, very excited and, 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 and probably in the future, something I haven't mentioned, and probably something that you're going to know. You're the first one. Yeah. But uh, in the future, probably we're trying to be more, uh, trying to invest a little bit more into it. Mm. So um, I still in the process of seeing uh, one of the things we have in our congregation we're not trying to look for new things in some way, just for the things that we already have mm. and that probably those things can become very strong because we already have the people. Yeah. They already have the talent. They already mm. have the passion to it. So, um, so yeah, so probably that's one of the things that we're looking to it. Another thing is that soccer we play soccer, you know, mm. and uh, if you want to be part of our congregation, you need to play soccer. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, and, um, we have this guy in our congregation that he is so passionate for that. Mm. And, uh, so we do soccer for free and we open it. And that's other thing that probably that we need to be a little bit more, we need to invest. And now we probably see it with the English church too. Mm. Maybe in the future we'll do something. Um, uh, try to go more out there because the church has this big feel. We're surrounded by uh, high schools. Uh, mm. I mean, a lot of schools, you know. So we have all this field, you know, that we can just go and reach out and try to find a way to do something with it. Mm. So um, so we're doing that. We are doing that in um, uh, building a, a strong relationship with people from outside. Mm-hmm. Every Sunday at five, um, well, I used to play soccer. I don't play anymore because I got hurt. Aww. But um, I try to be very involved with, with those things. And, yeah. and to, for me, it's to build relationships, you know, outside mm-hmm. uh, at the church. And, and, and uh, so we are using those things, you know, to, to grow with them and, and to see how they think. And, uh, and we have people coming. Sometimes we have 22 guys playing soccer out in, in the field and a lot of them maybe half is not from our church it's from outside mm. so one of the things we do is before to start the game we pray there's sometimes we do barbecue outside and <laughs> we invite them to come and eat and mm. but we start little by little and 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 now we know people at these days they know when you're trying to come and say okay now you're gonna present me your god and all this yeah but we're not really trying to build a relationship with them and get to know what they feel, what are the struggles, mm. you know, and, and just to listen first to them, you know. Mm. And then we maybe we can come and say, you know what, we have something for you that will help you. So we're doing those ministries. But the other thing is that we're trying to, to do is a um, go more outside of our walls, mm. trying to build this mentality congregation there is not our goal is not to fill the church and to have all this bunch of people there sitting down just rather just to go outside and yeah we reach out new believers and yeah we make disciples at the same time they can go and 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 build disciples too and Mm -hmm. make disciples so um Right now, we are planning to go to the border and to Mexico and to go and preach out there. And it's kind of like a going back where you're coming from and bring the word of God mm. and, and do something. So we're trying to find all these connections with the seniors, uh, uh, you know, all these places where uh, people are sick. Uh, we go to the hospitals like today. Mm. 
Um, I have somebody that I don't really know, but I have an appointment. So those are my goals. Those are the things we do. We try to be, I, I don't like to invest time sometimes in the office. Mm. Uh, my office is outside yeah. where I can connect with people and I can go and pray for them. Uh, if it is a necessity, we'll do it. We'll, we'll try to supply whatever we can as a congregation, as a church. Mm. So that's, that's what we're trying to do. But at the same time, we're, yeah, we're uh, teaching the word of God. And right now we, we start discipleship. Um, at the beginning, we were like uh, doing it at church. Mm-hmm. But now uh, every opportunity we have to go and pray for somebody, we invite them and say, would you like to grow a little bit more spiritually and to know more about God? We can help you with that. Mm. We can come to your house. So we, um, so Ben, we have probably like maybe six right now, six, six life groups. Mm. So I have three in the week. The first, I have one that is, uh, we have about like 10 people. The second one, we have like completely a family of 12. Mm. I'm telling you, this is all new people. So just connections that we're trying to do and try to build those life groups. I have another one on Friday too. Wow. And we have all the people that are trying. So we are trying to be intentional with that and say, probably you already know that's my favorite word, intentional. Yeah. Right? So um, we are doing it and we are uh, teaching. And, and, and the other thing we are doing is celebrating. We try to celebrate everything as a congregation. Mm. Before we have all these people that's been in discipleship, right? So there are 28 weeks they have to do. So we'll say, we need to celebrate. We need to do something. And those are the new things that probably people say, why are you going to do that at church? You know, we're not a high school. Hey, we need to celebrate. Yeah, mm. celebrate us too. We celebrate God. So we are doing graduations after Ooh. they finish. It's so exciting because uh, some of them, they probably didn't finish uh, high school, school. Mm. And, uh, and they are receiving this certificate, you know. And they say, they're so excited. You see people like, when you're giving, they're crying. And, and that's so amazing, you know, because you're, you're building them. You're encouraging them. There is more there, you know, mm-hmm. no matter how old are you, you know, maybe you didn't reach out and you conquer your high school or whatever, but hey, in your spiritual life, you're doing it, mm-hmm. right? So we're trying to celebrate, trying to encourage. We're trying to value people. Mm. Uh, I feel like before as a congregation, we were not really valuing in the way that uh, telling that they really matter to us. Sometimes I feel like uh, we don't really heal. We hit as a church. Mm. They come and they, and we are trying to say, why are you, you know, so that they preach or they say something. It's more like uh, you should be here early. You should be here. Hey, be grateful because, um, you don't know what exactly is going on in their life and they made it that Sunday. Yeah. So I started like building more relationships, being more uh, with them. There's some people, they start working at 3.30 in the morning. They go to oh. the fields. They come at, you know, they work. It's so hot in here. And they come that day and they're there. And, and I know there's some probably, they're sleeping in the chairs. Mm-hmm. Say, good. I feel like I, you feel at home, really. Take yeah. a nap. I don't care. Yeah. You know, but I'm glad that you are here. And I feel like I would, we were not really doing that. And now that we are doing it, so we were doing this at, uh, we did that online one and on Facebook Live. What this, um, this girl that was looking at on Facebook and she decided to come to her congregation hmm. and she said, you know what? I just was looking at you just to value people. And, and I felt like I need to be there because hmm. she was feeling so down. So now we say you're important, you matter, welcome home, yeah. thank you. And, and, and we have something that we say. If you have something good to say, say it. If you, if you don't have nothing good to say, don't say it. So it's yeah. kind of like motto, you know, we say it in our congregation. So we lift, we go, we get out of our chairs, and we go and, and we do um, a word, you know, say. We try to say something nice to somebody else, you know. Mm. That way everybody comes to our congregation, but they know that our point is to lift each other to do something, you know, not just to come into church as you're seeing and, and sitting down there, but mm. you're part of this program, you know, you're part of this family, you can do something too. Mm. So 
we're doing all those things, you know, and, and God has been opening uh, new things for us to, to, to value, to, to make that important. I send about 120 texts every Monday with a devotional. Wow. 120. So I make a devotional and I send it probably like by eight in the morning before I take my kids to school. Wow. That's another thing that I do just to make sure that they having something. Probably, I don't know if they're going to read it, but I know there's some, some of that. They sometimes they share password. Thank you. Please continue doing it. Hmm. Uh, the days that I don't do it, they come to me and say, Pastor, what happened? We didn't get your text. <laughs> so, but I still do it. I post it on Facebook. Uh, hmm. we, we're trying to fit them. We're trying yeah. to, my goal as a pastor is trying to make sure they're being fit in any way I can. Hmm. Whatever is in my hands, you know, um, as Jesus expand the capacity, I will say expand, not the amount. When she, when, you know, when they asked the disciples to go and feed the multitude, mm. he asked them to go and do something, you yeah. know, and I think God is already looking at us. You already have something, go and do it because I already gave you something. So whatever we have, sometimes we feel like we don't have anything mm. as a pastors and mostly sometimes in our Latino cultures, you know, uh, well, you have all this potential. You're a full pastor. Hey, you have something. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure God gave you a capacity to do something. So whatever I have, my time, whatever I have, I will use it Yeah. to make sure that you're getting the word of God, to make sure that you're getting encouraged. So we're trying to do that, and we're trying to, to build this mentality in our uh, leaders, uh, school teachers, you know, and, and, and Sunday school teachers. So... So that's our goal, and 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 trying to be that church that uh, is showing God and not us. Mm. So that's our goal. That's great. Um, how would you describe your congregation to someone who's maybe never been there, kind of thinking about hanging out, being around, coming? Like, what what would you want them to know? We're loud, <laughs> but, but uh, the great things, you know, I'm very proud of it. I feel like every pastor will be proud of their congregation. Mm. And, um, but I like to be realistic. Yeah. Very realistic about things. <laughs> and, uh, our church, yeah, is loud. Mm. It's very passion. Mm. It's very merciful. Mm very merciful and the way that if somebody's in need i don't know if i was gonna sound this right but <laughs> there was a time that we decide to get our thighs offerings to give uh-huh. it to a family mm. yeah besides an offering that we pull out just to make sure that we feel the necessity of that family mm. And the power thing that we saw about that is uh, because our, the church was struggling before with money. Yeah. And uh, when they said that, things changed. People decided decide to start giving, you know, and uh, it's very merciful. When we ask for something that somebody needs help, like right now, um, we are planning to go to Mexicali, right? So say, what about raising money? Maybe we can sell tacos. So we sell tacos. And and one Sunday, we raise about $1,000. Wow. Yes, selling tacos and people just giving. Mm. You know, and, and, and also the English church was part of that too. Yeah. But, uh, but everybody donate everything, need uh, everything. Mm. Churches didn't have to pay for all that stuff to make the tacos. Mm. So they're always willing to do that. They're always say, Pastor, what else do you need? Wow. You know, and, and, and this is the thing. I will say merciful and faithful because they don't have much. Mm. Mostly a lot of the people that come into our congregation, there's people that work in the fields. There's mm. people that uh, clean houses. I mean, they don't really, there are not a lot of them. They have like a, this professional uh, job where they can make a lot of money. I will say that. Yeah. But whatever they have, they're always willing to walk the extra mile 
So it is a loving church too, because I will say that because a lot of new people sometimes they come and the feedback that we get or the comment is, uh, I feel love in here. Mm. I feel love. So we have this new guy coming to our uh, uh, life group uh, two weeks ago. And he said, thank you for you guys make me feel like I belong to this family. Mm. And I was saying, when do we did that? <laughs> you know, and uh, when people just go there and say hi. And because we're trying to inject that mentality. So it's very merciful, faithful, loving. And now we're trying to, um, they're very passionate to talk to other people about God too. Mm. They're very passionate. So, so if somebody new comes to me and say, well, you want a loud church? Come to us. Um, you want to come to uh, some to a church where we are a lot of crazy and perfect people? Mm. We are the right fit for you. Mm. We're very merciful, and uh, but one of the other things about our congregation too is that they speak their mind, mm. it, which I love that as a pastor because, in a good way though, uh, because I know what is going on, and mm. I love that. Yeah. I don't like to when they're hiding something and I don't really know. So they speak their mind, they speak their opinions, you know, mm. and I love that. That's something that I really appreciate. And at the same time, that helps us because uh, if somebody new comes, probably will think my opinion matters there. We'll say, mm. yeah, will matter. Yeah. So, yeah. so you can speak and we'll respect your opinion. We'll mm. respect you. So, yeah, so we'll say that about our congregation. That's great. Um, okay, kind of a completely different topic, but I'm curious if you could tell us about your your dreams and visions for the the collaboration between your congregation and the English-speaking congregation. What are your hopes there for that relationship? Ooh, wow. Well, you just come and get a lot of fresh things here. Uh, <laughs> it's so awesome. I got to tell you, I've been so grateful because – the pastor we had before, actually, he was kind of a mentor for me. I got to tell mm. you that. Pastor Darren Pitcher. I want to give that credit to him. And now we pa have Pastor uh, Kevin Hockabee, and he is awesome. I feel like uh, him and I, we have like the same energy, same mm. connection, So, uh, which is great, though. Um, it, it, the awesome thing is that we went to uh, – I went to Palcom. Uh, I don't remember how long ago. The last one we have here in Point Loma, and uh, – you know, they we're talking about multicultural church mm. and that's the vision and that's the goal. And uh, I feel like uh, with the English uh, speaking and their Spanish and our congregation, I feel like that's our goal right now. Mm. I feel like that's what we want to do. And, uh, and, and, and the great thing is that he has that mentality and we have that. So when the pastor had the mentality, you can put that in, in the mentality of the uh, your people too, yeah. Uh, and I know they're all good, always a struggle, you know, because we're so different. We come mm. from different backgrounds, you know, different stories. Mm. It's like a marriage, you know. You you, yeah. you need to come and, and and are we getting married or what? Are we just gonna be dating or mm. you know? And uh, we are not. And I feel like that's the point sometimes. And sometimes we're not just dating; we're just getting to know each other, you know. Sure. And we're just being friends. Mm. And uh, uh, last uh, two weeks ago, we have a prayer together. It was awesome. The two, mm. the two congregation came together and uh, we prayed together. It was was great. But uh, I feel like uh, uh, Pastor Kevin and and I we have the same mentality. We are pursuing that. Actually, mm -hmm. we're pursuing now to how to see both congregations and the and campuses at the same time. And we're actually planning to change. Well, our service Thursdays to pass it on on Wednesdays. Mm. Why is the reason? Because they have the program, they have the kids program, and our kids speak speak English, mm. and also uh, our youth. So, and actually, our youth have been doing things together, mm. and I, they're they're doing which is awesome though. So now um, uh, we're planning to. There are things in the air right now, but that's sure. our goal. That's our vision. And uh, 
uh, we're planning to maybe to move our service to to Wednesdays and 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 to start doing uh, church and to start from something. The other thing is that uh, we've been talking is about like uh, how people see you know the building you know when they come you know is this my house because mm. you see everything in english you know but uh our only our sign outside is the one that is in spanish yeah so that's another thing that we've been thinking about it actually to change our name mm. and maybe to be a rich community church espanol mm. and to have both things in english and spanish you know and, and maybe sometimes to switch i can come and preach in the english and i can and he can come and preach in our service so so we are we are working right now actually because he's new he's actually started like maybe like two weeks ago oh but that's uh i mean we're i mean he's been he was with church before as Mm -hmm. a youth pastor i guess Mm -hmm. but right now uh it's always been the mentality just to work as one church two congregations but now we don't want to be two congregations want to be one church Mm. so which is different though um and uh so we are working on that, but uh, I feel like uh, when the pastors, English and Spanish, have that mentality, the same goal, um, uh, that helps. I will say another thing. Uh, I feel like uh, we need to be humble mm. because this is not about who's having the control. Because sometimes Latinos, they say, well, he wants to lead everything. Who cares? I don't really care who wants to take the control. God has the control. Yeah, And this is not for us. This is just for the kingdom, right? Mm. So there's so many things, you know, that you need to be aware when somebody is trying to to be a multicultural or, or to do a, or to have a, a ministry, you know, I don't know, whatever language, you know, you want you have in, in your building. But um, when you understand that the kingdom of God is going to look uh, not just it's not going to be just Latinos. I know it's going to be speak Spanish there, but it's only Espanol yeah. there, but that's mm. fine. But um, uh, if you understand that the kingdom of God is worldwide, mm. you know, I mean, all, all nations, you know, um, things going to be, I mean, going to be different, mm. you know. And uh, the other thing is that I, they're willing to, it, on their side, they're willing to do a lot of things. It's not like uh, you guys, uh, you guys can use that, but you guys cannot use that. Mm. No, this is your house. You guys yeah. can use anything. Mm. So they're being missionaries and they're on uh, building their own and, and, and their, you know, their their town. Mm. So uh, yeah, this is amazing. It is beautiful, uh, and I'm not just that, but at the same time. I am part of the staff too. So mm. I come to the staff meeting every Tuesday. That's when we have it. And also we have two people from our board. Uh, they have opinion in their board too. So, mm. yeah, so we're trying to mix a lot of things and we're working a lot of things there. So, which is great though. I love yeah. that. It sounds like the making of some good collaboration over there. Sounds mm-hmm. awesome. Um, well, this has been so great. Uh, the, the last question I ask everybody is what inspires you to stay in the church, the Nazarene? What is it that's keeping you here? Well, I will say that doctrine, you know, uh, the way we, the way that the Nazarene church see God, uh, I think we are, have great doctrines, you know, and are, I understand that we are not the only church. I understand mm. that, you know, but uh, what is keeping me is so the health of uh, Church of the Nazarene, so healthy, you know, and uh, and I've been open. I, I feel like my mind has been open more than before mm. on the way that I see God and how I, I feel. I don't want to, I don't know how it's going to sound this, but the way that, that theology of things is they're presenting you know, or been presented in my life as a pastor is, I feel very connected with what the Bible says, mm. you know? So, so that makes me feel very secure in some way to, to be, um, uh, to be part of the Nazarene church and to continue 
with the Nazarene church, you know, mm. um, and just, uh, I will say before I was Calvinism, you know, well, the Calvin, you know, and, and now with the Wesleyans, you know, and, mm. and the way how we study the, um, uh, the Bible, you know, and interpretations and, and, and the way how we see it, you know what I mean? So it's so fascinating for me. So that's mm. something that really keeps me, Oh, it's been keeping me, you know, interested, you know, and in, into the denomination, you know, with the Nazarene Church. So I'm very in love with it. Aww. Yeah. That's awesome. If somebody wanted to get a hold of you, if they want to ask you a question or, um, you know, reach out to you about something we've talked about, where could they reach you? How could they find you? By my email, by sure. my cell phone number. Oh, yeah, uh, you can just give us your email if you want. Or people can find you on Facebook, maybe? Well, if you want to find me uh, on Facebook, you can look us on Nuevo Horizonte. Mm, uh, church. Yes. And, uh, yeah, but uh, if you want to find me by email, um, you just can uh, post it there. I'm okay with that. Yeah, um, I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, I've been, it's been great. It's, it's, this is great. And <laughs> well thank you so much for taking the time to come on the show i hope i did good though i always yeah. I, I wonder what people is going to think about it i hope every probably you had to put some titles there for people who understand really what i was <laughs> what i was saying there though no it's great <laughs>